0: Bears Nation.
1: All right, familiar face next to me. For some of you who do watch the YouTube videos, it's Kellen Garenstein, our guy from the NFL Draft Bible at Sports Illustrated. He did some breakdowns with us in the past. If you haven't watched those, there's some good ones on our YouTube. Replacing Jake Hassan today, Kellen's here with us. We're breaking down what the heck we just saw in the first round. Absolute chaos, in my opinion, with not only players drafted, but players who are currently in the NFL Rated with some absurd trades that went on and we're gonna see how uh, who is available for the Bears at 39 we're gonna react to that first round and see what it means for the Bears con how we doing and what do you make of the last three hours of the NFL draft that we just saw
0: well we just talked about it but um I'm excited as a Bears fan just because I, I think there were a lot of guys that were there on the board I thought weren't gonna I thought we we're gonna go in that first round um, And tomorrow, now I'm looking at it like I think that there's going to be a lot of a lot of quality talent that the Bears are going to be able to pick from. Like we've, we, like I said, we just talked about in our Twitter space. If they want to trade back, they can. If they find a dance partner to do that with them, because I think 30 through 100, like that 35 through 100 area, is going to be a lot of talented players. A lot of guys will be able to start. Not a lot of guys, maybe who will be amazing contributors for your football team, but some really quality starters. And mm-hmm. if if Ryan Poles has learned anything from the Chiefs, as we just saw. Ryan, Ryan, I'm sorry, Ryan Poles, you know, if anything from we just saw with the Chiefs, you know, you're only going to trade up for that quality talent, right? You see a guy, you go get him, but you're not Ryan Pace. Okay. There you go. Get the get Ryans, confused, the right?
1: Ryan P's,
0: man. The they Ryan get you confused. P's. Ryan Pace did a little bit too much of that's my guy. I'm going to go get him and would offer a little bit too much. Did it with Trubisky, did it with Anthony Miller, in my opinion, did it with Tevin Jenkins too. He gave up a lot to go get. And I think Tevin Jenkins is going to be a really good tackle mm-hmm. for the Bears, but that's a thing that he did. It was a theme. I think the bears are going to be able to stray away from that now with this new regime. Cause I think that's a lesson they learned in the past, but I, I think there's a lot of guys that they can get tomorrow night.
1: So for, for y'all who do not know, Kellen Garrison is a draft expert. He's 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 got it all. He's He waits all year for this week because yeah. he's done his deep dive on every one of these players. So we're going to test his knowledge here. We're going to look at some of these guys who are available now. Let's first start uh, with the wide receiver group because that is obviously the most notable group and arguably the biggest position of need for the Bears given the fact that they want to surround Justin Fields with the best pieces possible, unlike the Green Bay Packers who are apparently year after year unwilling to do that with both That's of their picks going night. defense. Yeah, that is one of the, you know, Kellen said in our Twitter space, he said it was a good night for Bears fans. So if you hear it from from Kellen, he says it's a good night. But let's talk wide receivers. We had the most amount of wide receivers go in the first 20 picks in NFL history, with three of them, Kellen, being Ohio State Buckeyes at one point in their career, back to back to back. But people got worried when Jahan Dotson got uh, taken at 16 in the Commanders. That's who I mocked to the Bears at 39 but Mm -hmm. that run on wide receivers ended. There's some, a lot of guys available specifically bears fan favorite, George Pickens. Let's make, let's take a look at the guys available. Who do you like the most for the bears and who do you think is most likely to be available? Will we see another little run of wide receivers before the bears at 39?
0: Um, I don't think so. Cause I think a lot of the guys that you're looking at now outside of maybe Christian Watson are guys that have a little bit of questions with them. Sky Moore from Western Michigan is an option. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there at 39, probably. John Metchie's coming off an injury. Obviously, we've talked about George Pickens. Justin Ross is a guy who I think his talent is worth taking at a position like that, but there's still some red flags, and I think he lost a bit of explosiveness that we saw from that 2018 year, but if we're looking at receiver, we're looking at corner. We're Roger McCreary, Kyler Gordon, Andrew Booth, a lot of these guys fell for one reason or another, but have and very, very good tape. Kyler Gordon, the combine really hurt him because everyone thought he was going to test with these insane numbers. And he just didn't. He didn't run a high 40. He didn't have great um, lateral agility measurements. Roger McCreary has short arms. But when we talk about great tape, go watch Roger McCreary versus Alabama. At the end, they got him a little bit. John Mechie got him. But when you throw the ball as much as Alabama did that game, you're going to get beat. But Roger McCurry, for about three quarters, you'll see him do the seatbelts. He had John Mechie and Jameis Williams strapped for that game. Andrew Booth, I don't got to say too much. You can go look at his highlights. That guy's got a ceiling through the roof. And when we talk about these second-round guys, we love to talk about a ceiling, right? Because these are the guys that are fine because of one reason or another. David Ojabo was another guy. Not saying the Bears need an edge rusher. But we're talking about moving Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn's getting a little old. He probably peaked, right? I don't know if he's going to have another season like he just did. He's probably going to be productive. Oh, he peaked for sure. <laughs> yeah. But he's not going to have another one like he just did. Travis Gibson, I think, is a fine. Option at the other end. But I think there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of stuff that the Bears could look at. We're talking safety. with Jaquan Brisker, Jalen Petrie. We're mm-hmm. looking at that. I mean, offensive line, there's not as much. Bernard Raymond, maybe from Central Michigan, offensive tackle. Depends on how the Bears feel about Larry Borum, in my opinion. Uh if they like Larry Borum as going forward as their tackle, they probably don't draft a tackle in the second round. Stay away from Raymond. But I'm I'm really excited just because I, I think that They can't mess this up. And we all know if if you watch me on this show or you've heard me on Bears Nation, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Cole Komet pick. I think Cole is an okay tight end. I just don't think that picking him at 43 in 2020 was a great idea, but here 39, 48, I think that it's very hard to mess it up as bad as they did back then. What
1: you're kind of hinting at Kellen is the fact that the Bears might have to, or might be forced based off of what happened in the first round, forced to take sort of a best player available approach because given, you know, what we saw and the players that have fallen, I mean, not only has it been Andrew Booth and David Ajabo, Nicobe Dean fell to the first N'Kobe one, which Dean, many people yeah. thought, you know, would not happen. And if N'Kobe Dean falls to at 39, are you going to say no to the, you know, the guy who won the Dick Buck, linebacker award this year I mean, for best linebacker in the country? Guy. Somebody's going to want that guy. Uh, and then you look at the other, you know, sort of players who are still b- available. You talked about Boy Mafia, another edge rush from Minnesota. Uh, Perrion Winfrey from uh, Oklahoma is a defensive tackle. Who's really talented would you be surprised? I mean, we've been thinking all along throughout this process for the Bears. It's, it's cornerback or it's maybe an offensive lineman who falls to you at the right spot. We know that depth kind of gets strange there in the second round when it comes to uh, offensive line, specifically guard. But it was either cornerback or wide receiver. At this point, you don't want to reach for you know a certain guy because Ryan Poole said he was not going to do that. If a best player available type situation presents yourself at 39 and it is a defensive guy, maybe at a position that's not cornerback, how do the bears look at that and say, "Hey, we cannot pass up David Ajabo. We cannot pass up nakobe Dean if he falls or mm-hmm. and or you know an, a guy who isn't a quarterback or do you have to go position of need because that is the age old question and given the holes in the bears roster, it's a it's a hard one
0: yeah i i I don't agree reaching reaching for need at any point in the draft, so. But that does take into account. Now, if a guy like N'Kobe Dean is the best player available at 39, I think that's a tradeback spot. I think you'll love that because that's a, someone's got to want that guy. I think he's the best linebacker in the draft. And again, it's a good night for Bears fans. I like Quay Walker. I think Quay Walker was a, a day two linebacker, a very, very athletic guy. He wasn't the best linebacker on Georgia. Nakobe Dean was, in my opinion. So them taking him, they the Green Bay Packers took two, Players from Georgia, and mm-hmm. both of those players were not the best player in their unit. Devonte White was not better than Jordan Davis. Quay Walker was not better than the Kobe Dean. Some people will make the argument he wasn't better than Shanning Tiddle either. So the Packers, in my opinion, didn't have a good night. Arnold Ebbaketti, Boy Mafe at edge. We can take a safety. We can take a corner. I'd probably lay off a linebacker. I even think if we go IDL, that's fine. Perry and Winfrey, Travis Jones, those guys, I'm I'm okay with that. I think it might be a bit soon for either of them, but I mean, the Bears, you saw how big it is for their defense to have dominant interior presences. And all those guys are yeah. gone. Bilal Nichols is gone. Um, uh, uh, Eddie Goldman is gone. You know, Akeem, Akeem Hicks, Hicks might, might be gone. Out. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, all those all those guys are gone. That, that core of the defense, Khalil Mack obviously is gone. So, you know, it's, it's tough. They, they're rebuilding from the bottom. And it's going to be frustrating for Bears fans because you're probably going to see teams like the Jets, the Jaguars. Yeah take that next step. The guys who were in the same position we were last year, but they're not restarting like we are. Jag's got a new coach, yes, but they had a ton of cap space. The Jets are establishing themselves. Joe Douglas has been there a couple of years now. Robert Sala is going a to year too. The Bears are not where those teams were, so do not, Bears fans, it, it's going to be rough this year. It's going to be rough, but next year I think it'll be the, the really big year we take the step, especially in free agency. But tomorrow night I think could be a really good big piece too.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it it you build through the draft. I know the Rams and the Chargers and some of, some of these other teams uh nowadays are saying no you don't you you win by you spending a shit ton of money on on free agency players and you know the Bears will be in a position to do that next year but it does start with the draft and the foundation that begins tomorrow. And it's funny, Kellen. after watching 3 hours of the draft, I just feel like the the ESPN draft music is playing behind me that like I feel like I'm a feel like I'm Mel Kuyper here spinning the an- analysis. Maybe I'll throw it <laughs> in uh, as an edit there in the podcast. But let's go back to wide receiver because um, we talked a little bit about George Pickens on the Twitter space. Let's get back to him because that is the number one name that Bears fans are looking at, and he has fallen out of the first round. People thought maybe the Packers would take him there at the end. Uh, maybe I somewhat, somewhat. Yeah, I, I did as well. I mean, we all did. Everyone thought the Packers were going to take a wide receiver. They didn't. That wide receiver wasn't George Pickens. People also thought Sky Moore in a lot of mock drafts was was rising. Into the first round. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we've talked about Justin about Justin Ross before and Calvin Austin. And it's not to me unreasonable to assume that those guys who were previously projected to be third-round picks, Justin Ross maybe in a fourth-round pick, depending on how much teams uh panic about his injury history. Yeah. Calvin Austin could be a second rounder. He could be a guy, you take at 48. If teams say, you know, boom, Tolbert goes early, boom, Christian Watson goes early, Pickens. But of those three guys, like to me, Pickens, Tolbert, Watson, they're the top three remaining right now, in my opinion. And those guys could go any which way. Who would you like the most out of those three? I think it's Pickens for you. But assuming, let's say Pickens goes before 39 and you're left with Watson, Tolbert, Sky Moore, some of the other guys, do you pass on it? Do you take one of those guys if they're available? How much do you love those guys? And who do you think the Bears would take
0: if they're available? I'm okay with taking Christian Watson there. Um, Okay, because just because I talk about raw,
1: man, talk about raw. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. Just because I guess we're talking tools, right? We're talking ceiling. Mm -hmm. He's not a guy who I dove deep into like I did George Pickens or like Justin Ross, so I couldn't speak too much on him. But just from dibbling, dabbling in his tape, a similar player to George Pickens, right? A guy who is not the greatest route runner, but moves really well. Tall guy, flexible, solid hands. I think he's worth a round two pick. I think he's worth a pick right there. And, you know, it, we're not talking about a guy who has like this low floor, right? Or we're, we're talking about a guy who has established himself at the at the FCS level. A guy mm-hmm. who is going to be able to to get open. And, and, and Darnell Mooney is going to step into a role that he's never been in before, which is being the number one receiver on the team. And everyone knows that, right? I think a guy like Christian Watson can take a little bit of pressure off of that, do a little bit of things in the backfield you know, in and out of the backfield with motion, splitting out to the slot, splitting out to, to Z to X, all of that. I think he can do everything. It's just going to take some, some time to really get comfortable with all that and be able to beat NFL press guys, guys, guys who can really get your hands on you and make you feel it. He didn't see that at the FCS level, a guy who can get in his face and make him mm-hmm. make his felt. But you're betting on If you're betting on your coaching, right. You know, Brian Poles, Matt Eberflus, they brought in their staff. They brought in their guys. You have to trust those guys and you have to trust that your board, you have to trust your coaches, and you got to trust the guys that you drafted. And God bless, let's hope that they do that tomorrow night.
1: Absolutely. And that's something you couldn't trust in the previous regime. I mean, you had zero trust that Matt Nagy and, uh, and co were going to develop any of those players. Let's do. Uh- Let's have a little fun and let's let, let's just play it out. Let, let's see who yeah. you have the Bears taking. I'm putting you on the clock at 39. Um, obviously, we don't know who's going to get taken before that. But with the guys that we have available, let's throw out the names for the listeners there. Again, it's David Ajabo available, Andrew Booth, Nicobe Dean, Arnold mm-hmm. Ibikite from Penn State. Uh, Malik Willis is available. I think someone's going to take him someone's before 39. Take him. I um, think
0: Minnesota might get him at 34. You think Minnesota is, might get him? I think... I, I I would say, they I don't I really, committed to I thought to Kirk. I, th- I really thought they were really. You know, even even don't. with Kellen Mond in their back pocket as well. Yes, I think Malik Willis is is better than Kellen Mond. Now, well, I would agree, I mean, but that's I, you know that's all on them, right? That's that's a Vikings philosophy. That's whatever philosophy is in their building. That's how they're going to feel if they think Kellen Mond is the guy down the road. That's fine, but you know that's on them. Now that's fine if he doesn't go because that means that. The Vikings, I'm not scared of them. Now, if Malik Willis develops into the guy I think he can be, I think that's a dangerous guy to have for your division. Kellen Mont, I really don't care. That guy can be whatever the hell he wants to be. I'm not scared. Um, great first name, but especially for a quarterback. But just, you know, not not a guy I really respect his ceiling per se. Um, but let's say a perfect world, right, Kevin? Let's say a perfect yep. world. 39 for me in a perfect world is Andrew Booth and 48 is George Pickens. That's a perfect world for me. Wow. Now. Is that going to happen? Probably not, but Kyler Gordon is fine at 39. Mm -hmm. I would love Kyler Gordon at 39. Uh, Andrew Booth to me is a top 10 player in the class, but he fell because of medicals. So I don't think they can mess this up. Ebiketti and Mafé are two guys that I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say they're first round talents, but guys that I would have no problem taking at the front end of this round. Uh, We talked about the defensive line. Travis Jones could be an impact player up on the front. Mm -hmm. Um, Sky Moore is I wouldn't I wouldn't put Sky Moore in the George Piggins and Christian. I'm Watson trying to stay away from him if I'm being honest. Best. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not the biggest Sky Moore guy. Calvin Austin, I, I, I'd say Calvin Austin's more of a third round guy just because the size. Yep. And yep. Justin Fields is a is a guy that you can afford to pair him with because Justin Fields' main thing is what his accuracy, right? And a guy who can, and Calvin Austin is going to be a guy who can extend plays because you're not going to be able to stick with him for four or five seconds. So a guy like Justin Fields, who likes to extend the play, is going to mesh well with that. But I think he's more of a guy that you're going to want to aim for in the third round. But that's a perfect world for me. Now, let's say both those guys are gone by 39. Let's say all three, uh, Kyler Gordon, George Pickens and Andrew Booth are mm-hmm. all gone. That's a perfect world to look like. You kind of got to get creative from there. I'll ask you then, what's 39 and 48, those three guys are gone. What's it look like for you?
1: It looks like Jalen Petrie for me. I mean, it, it looks exactly like that. Um, I keep. Why do I keep forgetting his name? Kenny, who is it from uh... – Kenny Moore from the Colts. I think yeah. Jalen Petrie could be exactly what Kenny Moore was for Matt Eberflus yeah. in the Colts defense. I made that comparison in the past. Yeah. And, I mean, he's he's listed as a safety, but he has the ability to play cornerback as well. He's super aggressive. To me, that is perfect. And I could see Matt Eberflus being in the room with Ryan Pulse saying, hey, we can't pass up Jalen Petrie here. Uh, at 39 he's too good and he's a perfect fit for my defense and that he would be so that's a perfect role for me mm-hmm. is Jalen petrie and then honestly the perfect world for me once it, once you get to 48 is moving down i mean i don't think you're at a position unless things shake out well enough for you where you're you where you're really gonna at that point you know need see a wide receiver that you really need i mean i don't know what their evaluations are on some of those guys who who are, are, are going to be available there whether that be a john matchy who I'm mm-hmm. not in love with, who I would like in the third round, but not in the second I'd or Alec Pierce, John uh, me as well. I would take mm-hmm. Calvin Austin over John Mechie, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not high on, you know, we've already talked about Sky Moore, not high on him, I'm not, not as high on Alec Pierce as I am about Pickens, Austin, Or Ross. So the ideal situation for me is you get Petrie at 39 or you get yourself a talented cornerback, whoever it may be that falls, whether that be McCreary, whether that be Mm -hmm. Gordon. Um, And then at 49, you move down and you put yourself in a position where you don't have to worry about reaching for a position of need because your first two picks, one of them has to be wide receiver. However, whichever way it shakes out to me, one of them has to be receiver. Move down, put yourself in a good position to draft a guy who's supposed to be where they're supposed to be late in the second, early in the third, pick up another third round pick or a fourth round pick, use that on Justin Ross and take Calvin Austin with that pick that you use to move down. That's my perfect scenario. Um, again, I mean, we just don't know. I'm I'm, I'm worried that there's going to be a run on wide receivers and everything's going to get shifted up. Like all of a sudden Calvin Austin is going to turn to a second rounder. Justin Ross is going to turn into uh, a third rounder, early third rounder, wow. but you know what? You just never know. I mean, that's the, the crazy thing about the draft, the crazy thing about tonight. I mean, you saw guys go in the first round you didn't expect. Cole Strange went to the Cole's Patriots trying, at 29, yeah. typical Patriots yeah. move. But that's, that's <laughs> ideal for me. I think they have to trade down in this round and acquire more picks simply because right now they only have six, and they have 21 roster spots to fill. You're yeah. not signing 15 undrafted free eight. I mean, you could but <laughs> they got They got to find some more players. And I think trading down is the best way to do that. Especially Kellen. Think about this. I mean, you're the big quarterback guy. Let's talk about some of the quarterbacks that are still available. That being Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter. Um, and whether people are high enough on Matt Corral or, or, or Sam Howell to move up. And I think teams will be, I mean, I think there will be teams that will take maybe two of those guys, maybe Ritter and Willis before 39. And if the yeah. bears get lucky enough to where a team comes at them saying, Hey, we really want a quarterback here and we'll trade a lot because it's a quarterback this could be our franchise guy we want to trade assets for him and the bears take advantage and use that as leverage i think they could get a team coming up to them and saying hey we want your pick and they could acquire more and fleece another team in the trade for a quarterback but what do you think happens with the quarterbacks and how does that affect the bears
0: i think i think you got to make them feel desperate we will have a lot of cap space next season you're right i think you got to make them feel desperate right Leverage a bad quarterback class as much as you can. And so if a team does need a quarterback in this class, they're really, really desperate. So <laughs> that you can use to your advantage exactly. too. I, I'm not a big Desmond Ritter guy. Uh, the only guy in this class that I think will be a starter in five years if he hits the ceiling is Malik Willis. I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to beat Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh at their quarterback competition in the next two years. I don't think that. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, I don't know why anyone would disagree with that. but. Yeah. um you know, I think there's there's just going to be a lot of teams that are going to feel needy. And that's where the magic of a, of a front office comes in. And if they don't acquire a lot, that's fine. Just say they're at 48 and a team is like, I want Sam Howell. Let's go get him." Say it's Pittsburgh. Or not, not Pittsburgh, no, I, it's Pittsburgh it's again. Carolina. <laughs> it's Carolina. That would be yeah. funny if it, was, if it was Pittsburgh. again. Say it's Carolina. They want to come up. They're like, hey, we want Sam Howell at 48. All right. Give me. Um, a couple more, picks. I, th- I think, Pit, or Carolina's picking before us, um, in the second, but regardless, mm-hmm. another team coming up, I don't know what the exact amount of where everyone's picking in the second round, say when someone comes up, you get a, a, another second and another third, or you get their second and another third, right? So now you got your yeah. two seconds and another third. There's a lot, like we just talked about, there's a lot of talent that's going to be there from 35 to hundred guys that are going to start in the NFL for. A good amount of time so you're right i mean acquire as much talent as you can this is not going to be a year where you're going to win a lot of games don't trade up you know chris olave is not there gary wilson's not there jameson williams isn't there there's not a lot of guys that you're gonna be able to trade up for so there you go yeah that's how
1: it goes round two 33 jacksonville then detroit then the jets then the giants so so it's you know when you look at these you have to also consider the the players that these teams have already taken right Mm -hmm. so the the jets aren't taking a wide receiver in my opinion you you get garrett wilson uh the jets had a great draft by the way really really good draft in my opinion from the jets uh giants probably will go wide receiver but you know i see some of those teams like it, it, the Atlanta Falcons, you know, do do they want to jump up to 39 if one of those quarterbacks fall? I mean, are you content with Marcus Mariota for a whole year without a young quarterback to develop under mm-hmm. him? I'm not sure. You know, I see them at 43 potentially moving up. You get their 43 and they say, hey, we're desperate. We'll give you a third rounder as well. That is that not a win? Seems That's like a, a win. win to me. It's a win. And, the, you know, there's a few other teams like that. I mean, I don't... Washington um yeah. no they have they, I mean how high are they on Carson you know I, it's just you know when you get into the second round you'll, you'll see teams that don't need a quarterback now just going after a quarterback for a guy that they can maybe have as a backup or who can be a starter in two three years anything can yeah. happen so um before we let you get out of here let's let's you know you said who you might like at 39 give us the crystal ball who are they taking at 39 if they don't move down, crystal ball. If you get it right, I'll buy you a subway sandwich or something.
0: Okay. Um, crystal ball, thirty nine. Chicago Bears. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say George Pickens. I'm gonna just say. Okay. It. I'm say George Pickens. I, I, like I said, I I don't think he's going too early. I, I do think NFL teams are very worried about that the mat- the maturity stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I do think Christian Watson goes before him. Let's say. Houston takes Christian Watson at 37. Cause I don't think the Jags are going receiver because they've dumped a lot of money in there. Lions already traded up for receiver. The Jets went for receiver. The Giants if they haven't, they're still got Kadarius Tony in their back pocket. They got Kenny Galladay. Um, I, I don't know if that's a spot where they're going receiver. Hopefully they don't, right? Texans say 37, they go Christian Watson, 38. Again, the Jets. I think that 38 spot is a spot that the Falcons might want to trade into. Hopefully they don't, because they'll trade into 39 with the Bears. And if they want to, that's fine. I'm fine with that. But I think Pickens can fall to 39, and then you might fall to 48. One of the two. If you will you buy me a half. Will you buy me a half Subway sandwich if we get him at 48. I'll still buy you a full one, just just for okay. guessing it right.
1: But I don't think uh, there's any way. I mean, you think he's falling all the way to 48? To me, that's outrageous.
0: I mean, I I agree. I I, I think I think physical wise, I thought he was a first round corner. But there's a, there's some. I wouldn't say like people I trust. There's not a lot of guys that I know that are involved in NFL circles. But there's a lot of people that are saying like, oh, the NFL is worried about George Pickens maturity issues, mm-hmm. whatever the hell that may mean. Whether it's he just didn't interview well or they talked to guys at George and were like, hey, this kid is just young. You're, you're I'm not I can't 100 percent vouch for him yet. Or, you know, maybe it's just the stuff they saw on the field, you know, spraying guys with water bottles on the sideline. He just showed he was a young kid. Um, But that's sometimes what you get. And I think that you live with that with a 20 year old like George Pickens versus drafting 24 year old Anthony Miller, you know, a guy who (laughs) Anthony Miller didn't. I wouldn't say he had like issues like that, like personal fouls. But Anthony Miller was a hothead. Anthony Miller was a little overly competitive. And everyone, again, if you've seen me on this podcast, you follow me on Twitter, you know how I feel about Anthony Miller. That's my guy. But his problems were very, very evident. And it's the reason why he kind of fizzled out so far. Uh, So I, I think, but I think Pickens as a 20 year old, you live with that and you trust that you can develop him as a young man. Hopefully.
1: It reminds me of last year. You know, I take these things with a grain of salt. After last year, when there was questions about Justin Fields' work ethic, and of course, we ridiculous. knew that. You know, you know, being a part of the OSU circle, we knew that that was ridiculous. And you know, we're not part of the Georgia circle, but I'm sure there's guys over there who would say, you know, things that people are saying about George Pickens are ridiculous. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I always take those things with a grain of salt. And you know, it's just, it's just, you'll never know. But my crystal ball, I'm going Jalen Petrie. I am. I, I think. Um, I think there's going to be teams that, that trade up for a wide receiver. I think someone's going to get really, really happy that Christian Watson is available. But don't get me wrong. There will be one of the top you know, three wide receivers. Let's, let's say four. Pickens, uh, Skymore, Watson, and Tolbert. We'll, we'll say those guys are okay. in tier one of the remaining wide receivers. One of them will be available for the Bears at 39. I'm not in love with any of them enough to take uh to take him there at 39. I I think you can get a really, really good player. You think about what the Bears were able to get in the second round a few years ago with Jalen Johnson. I think you can get right. something similar with Jalen Petrie at 39. And then I do like to trade down at 48. And who knows, Ryan Poles might blow us away. He'll he'll trade up into 33. He'll take, you know, everyone. I don't know. I mean, I, I would put the odds of them trading up at zero, but We've been waiting for aggression out of Ryan Poles. And Mm -hmm. people thought that the dream would happen tonight, that Chris Olave uh, would fall far enough for the Bears to make a move. And there's always the Twitter heads right now who are saying, where are the Bears? What are they doing? Guys, come on. What what do you want them to do?
0: Listen, Christmas Day already came for the Bears. It was this day last year at pick number 11 when we announced that Justin Fields was headed to Chicago. I still don't know how that happened, man. I still don't know how we got him. I have no idea. It still feels like a miracle. It's a miracle.
1: It's and that was our first round pick this year. You walked away with Justin Fields this year in the first round, I'm Bears fans of that. 2022. I am perfectly fine with that. But Kellen's going George Piggs at 39, much to to the favor of many Bears fans who want to see Pickens as a bear, and I'm going Jalen Petrie, and we'll see tomorrow um in the second round It starts at seven o'clock. Kellen, we're doing a draft show tomorrow night starting at seven. So we'll have you. If you if you if you're free. Uh come on, we're gonna have a whole bunch of panelists on here. We're gonna have some fun. So
0: send me the link, brother.
1: He's I'll there. there. Kell is there. And uh and I'll mm-hmm. and I'll pay uh I'll send you a Venmo for the price of a Subway sandwich if George Pickens okay. gets picked at either 39 or 48. But good. Kel, appreciate you coming out, my guy. As always, always available. I sent him a text message. He's like, send me the link. I said, All right, let's I go. He's here, always man. ready for some draft talk. This is uh this right here is uh three biggest days of his career. So he's he's it gotta is. be on top of it. But uh <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, brother. Baird right. down and let's uh, do okay. it, man.
0: All right. Bye. I'll see you tomorrow.